Welcome to Owning Our Sensitivities podcast. I'm Bonnie Snyder, an intuitive professional life balance coach with a background in education and counseling. In all honesty, I'm a catalyst, providing a space, products, and services to nourish that spark within you. I partner with women, intuitive, empathic, creative, and highly sensitive women. Women who want to discover really remember their personal magic, enabling us to be who we are without apology, honoring our gifts and feeling empowered in our relationship with ourselves and others, and knowing with our gifts we are an integral part of creating the shift in the world we know that is possible. Hi, Elaine. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Hi, Bonnie. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I really appreciate the invitation. So I'd like to read your bio. So Elaine Blaze is a certified life coach, a midlife troublemaker, aka difficult woman, spiritual practitioner, and author who specializes in empowering women to reclaim their personal power through the art of self-approval. Through her own experiences, including divorce, she has come to understand the power of embracing all aspects of oneself, even those that may be perceived as difficult. Now she is passionate about helping others to do the same by writing a new story for their lives. Elaine believes that being a difficult, and she has that in quotes, and I understand that, is not only acceptable, but powerful. And she's here to support and guide you in your own journey of self-discovery and empowerment. So Elaine, tell us a little bit more about what you do. So as people are listening, if they want to connect with you, uh, what do you love doing? Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. Um, So I think I'll start with the idea of being a difficult woman, because that's really, or midlife troublemaker, which is where I started, but it has certainly evolved into this idea of being difficult, embracing all the ways we're perceived to be difficult. I think for myself, growing up, um, I've come to realize how much of my life I spent trying not to be difficult, trying to make other people comfortable, people pleasing, perfecting, call it what you want. And how that really kept me playing small, Mm-hmm. Kept me quiet, not using my voice, not asking for what I wanted, having my own needs met because I was so busy thinking I was supposed to take care of everyone else. And so this has evolved over time for me. And this is truly what I do with my clients mm-hmm. is help them embrace all of who they are, the things that we think are unacceptable about ourselves the places where we sort of cringe about ourselves, you know, oh, I don't like that about me because we're, we are all here to live fully and freely and beautifully in this life. And we cannot be having negative perceptions of ourselves, our past, our bodies, who we are, and think we're going to create a positive present and future. They're two different energies. They're not aligned. So it's not going to happen. So, so really, I love, I love talking about this. I love (laughs) doing this work. And I, this is what I practice in my own life is really, um, I'm making a, a decision right now to change something in my life. The thing doesn't matter, but the brain drama does, right? What will people think? And really, how can I approve of this decision I'm making for myself? 
I think what you're saying, so many women can appreciate Elaine. You have said so perfectly about what I think many times is the role of women, but certain personalities, particularly, you know, I deal with highly sensitive, that idea of empathizing. You so well saw what people needed um, in order to keep harmony, you you know, people pleasing, a, a lot of patterns that many of us have. But I think the joy and the beauty and what I've seen and heard listening is how you've really looked at that. And you're going to share a little bit about how that's um, how you're looking at your life differently, making a different decision, because it is so true to come from that place is not empowering. Um, I think we turn that difficult piece of what other people think. And believe me, if you're highly sensitive, people have been telling you that you're difficult and challenging. But the big piece to that is us, as you've so beautifully said, accepting that part of ourselves because we lose our power. I was just thinking about something this week. We really lose our power and we don't, it it really isn't helpful to others when we play small, as you so well said, because it keeps them playing whatever role they're playing. So thank you for saying that. And again, I think our listeners can definitely (laughs) relate to that. So continue a little bit more about this decision and how this energy is different for you now. Yeah, the energy for me is, so the feelings are always there. Mm-hmm. I think that we never really, you know, we want to overcome fear, but we don't really do that. We learn to live with the fear that we have. Um, and and a lot of the work that I do is somatic. It's about understanding the feelings in our body mm-hmm. and what those feelings are telling us. So, so often we want to dismiss the difficult ones, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so as I'm making this decision, I have this sort of almost this knot in my stomach coming up and it feels a little queasy. Mm-hmm. And rather than trying to move it out of the way or change it, mm-hmm. I allow myself to now, I didn't always do this, but allow myself to really sit with it and and ask myself, what is the need that's wanting to be met here? Beautiful. And oftentimes what I find is it's an old part of me, the little girl part of me who just wants to feel safe. You know, she's saying, I don't think it's safe to say that or to do that. (laughs) And I'm like, it's okay, honey, because I'm all grown up now. And, you know, I've got this, but really understanding how our feelings are driving our actions. And those feelings come from what we're thinking from old thoughts and old patterns. Absolutely. What a beautiful description of sitting with it in our bodies, because we're when we ignore that, as you're saying, we continue doing the same thing. Fear it's, it's part of life, right? That's, that's, but, but your ability to feel it in your body. And then you noticed what was popping up. It wasn't you, the adult, it was that little girl. And you, you found your little one and and said, I've got this. That to me is so important. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I think, I think what we don't learn early in life, or at least I didn't, and it took me a long time to get there. Um, I don't think culturally we learn this is no. that our bodies are meant to intuit life, mm, right? Our beautiful. brain, our brain does something different. Our brain yeah. is, you know, where we caution and will anything new that we want to do, our brain's going to throw up a red flag, right? Oh, I don't know what this is. I don't know how to do this. That's the fear. Yeah. Yeah. But when we truly listen to our bodies and lean in, 
mm-hmm. we can begin to sort out what really feels um feels compelling to us, feels mm-hmm. delicious to us, feels yes. wonderful to us and make decisions based on that. Oh, I love those words. Delicious to us. So you really made a whole shift, not making anyone wrong, not making fear wrong, but looking at how do I trusting my body move through this? And I love to, you know, we a lot of times want to get upset with our emotions, which is really a silly thing, but we're used to turning that back against ourselves, or as you would say, making it difficult. But our, our hearts, that intuiting going into, um, you know, our body, I remember writing an article years ago about intuition. And what struck me with the science was it doesn't go to our head first. We don't even realize it. It hits the heart space before the mind. Now, some people want to say, oh, be heart centered. I don't disagree with that. But we need that connection between the heart and the head. The head is what tells us as you're sharing is what is then delicious to me? Where shall I move? How do I make a different choice? It's that partnering. But I think you're pointing to we go into the mind first, instead of checking in first and then going to the mind. Yeah, I think for me, that's been very true for much of my life. Um, Early in life, um, feelings, emotions were dismissed in mm-hmm. my family and my upbringing, you know, don't yes. feel that way. I'll give you something to cry about all of those messages. And we carry those with us. I mean, oh, we, I don't, as adults, we don't always realize how much of that is still with us. So true. So, um, so yeah, so really understanding that it's okay, that we should listen to our feelings and, and allow that to play in both in our decision-making, in our, in our lives, in what we do. Um, I think that when I, when I pay attention to my feelings, I know more clearly Mm -hmm. what the next step is. Mm -hmm. So you're really paying attention to what's going on within you And what I'm hearing you say is you use the body, which is our biggest cue to what's going on. And as you were talking, what it made me think about is, um, you know, I've done a lot of study about trauma and the amygdala and the woman that I've trained with, you know, talks about our amygdala as Amy. And so when you mentioned that when there's something new and the brain goes, wait a second, I'm not sure that's our amygdala just saying, wait a minute, I need to keep you safe. Now, remember our amygdala is, the reptilian, the the lowest part of our Mm -hmm. brain, not our thinking brain. So that's its job. We don't want to get mad at Amy, but we want to recognize, oh, as you're saying so eloquently, what's my body saying? What am I feeling? Um, And then what can I do to soothe myself? What's delicious so that Amy calms down because change is not the tiger in the road that we need to run from, but we do need Amy if there's physical danger. And Amy also helps us alert, as you're saying, in our body is my heart beating because I'm thinking about that person or that change. And again, as you're saying, let me sit with that. What part of me is that coming from? So I so agree with what what you're saying. Yeah. Practicing the pause, I think is a really important thing. Um, Not reacting because when we react to things, we're typically um, operating from old patterns, old behaviors, not something that's happening immediately, although there is an experience happening immediately. Yes. The reaction to that experience when we're upset, angry, frustrated, 
disappointed, whatever that is, is typically something that's a really old pattern. Mm -hmm. And so when we can practice pausing and feeling into that, not that we shouldn't be angry, disappointed, or frustrated, recognizing that, oh, I am that, what do I want to do with this now? Yes. Yes. And that's really, yeah, that's really for me, a place of recognizing that what I'm experiencing is my perception, my interpretation, Mm -hmm. and it really isn't about anyone else. And that's the place for me where I stopped playing the victim and stopped blaming. Beautiful, beautiful. And that's, as you were talking again, if we think about the amygdala, those patterns in our brain are there. So Amy is saying, oh, wow, I'm scared. I'm angry. And a lot of times we do project that out, but you so beautifully said, and I feel the same way. We have to focus back on ourselves. And I'm laughing because the word pause has come up a couple of times in the past few days. And in my virtual spa, I actually have something called the spa pause. And it's just exactly what you're saying. It's that stepping back And I'm going to ask you in a minute how you, you know, what process you might use, but that breathing and that letting go just for that moment, because you and I both know that just stepping back, pausing and breathing is going to create some space within our body, mind and spirits to find some clarity or to look at what's really going on. So share with me a little bit more. You've done what beautiful job of finding that little one. Is there a strategy you might use with your clients? Something we can leave with? Yeah. One of the things that I do often um, with my clients to help them understand often every once in a while, I've got a client who really does not know a whole lot about the mind body connection. We're just really starting ground floor. And oftentimes what I will do is a practice call that I call loving your discontent. Mm. And it's a pretty simple practice and you could do it anywhere, anytime. And it is really about noticing or with a client who's sort of struggling with this, I will have them think about a situation. Mm-hmm. Think about a situation where you felt frustrated or upset irritated, whatever, you were really discontent in that moment. And I have them sit with that in sort of a meditative place and just play it out in their mind like they're watching a movie mm-hmm. and notice how they feel. Then I will ask them with a little bit of a break, we'll go back into the process, but I will ask them to imagine this time that the situation is playing out in a way that they would love it to play out. What would you like to have happen? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they know exactly what they want. Of course. They can feel the difference in their body. So now how does that feel? Mm-hmm. And then I will ask the question. So if you know what you want, why don't you have it? And it really makes them think about how they're reacting mm-hmm. rather than pausing and responding to a situation. So I wonder, um, would you feel comfortable leading us through that? Letting, you know, the, our listener and I'll do it with, with them. Um, sure. through that process. I would love that. Sure. All right. So Bonnie, I would ask you to just close your eyes and take a few deep breaths so that you're calm and comfortable.
And then I would invite you to just think of a situation, something recent, if you can, where you felt discontent. You maybe had a conversation with someone that was upsetting or something just did not go the way you want it. And you're shaking your head. So you're there. And then simply watch yourself like you're watching a movie in your mind and play it out. And then notice what you feel in your body and where you feel it. And I'll just leave you with that for a moment and you can chime in when you're ready. Now, when you're ready, you don't need to tell me what the situation is, but what's the feeling and where do you feel it? The feeling was a sense of heart closing, so a little bit of tension, but just sort of a little turmoil in my stomach. Okay. All right. Excellent. So... Was the, would you call that frustration? Would you call that, what, what the sense of what was happening there for you? Definitely frustration, definitely frustration. Um, Probably a a little bit of a feeling of, um, oh my gosh, maybe a little embarrassment, maybe a little shame. Mm, Okay. So now I'm going to ask you to get comfortable again. Take another deep breath. We'll just kind of shake off the discomfort. And now imagine you're back in the same situation. And this time, though, things are different. And this plays out in a beautiful way for you, in a way that feels loving, maybe. So notice what's happening. Notice how that's different for you. And then again, notice what's happening in your body. What do you feel? And how do you feel it? Where do you feel it? So quite interesting. I said that I could feel my heart closing as as I was visualizing the difference and and staying in touch with my body. I could feel my heart open that not feeling tight um, could feel a sense of reclaiming my own power Mm. around it, not giving my power away. Um, And I could feel myself breathe more easily. Yeah. And the only thing that changed was how you were viewing the situation. Absolutely. The situation itself did not change. No, absolutely. It all happens in the brain. Absolutely. Right. So it's all about that, isn't it? It's all about our perception. It is not. um, I'm always delighted when these kinds of things occur that it, it changes within me or within my clients or friends or, you know, see a lot of this. And it's interesting to see how that impacts the situation or the Mm. other person. I've seen miracles and magic happen with what you're um, leading us through today. Yeah, I was with a client recently talking about something similar to this. Um, 
about how we go into a situation or or into an interaction with someone and how we carry our perceptions of who we think that person is with us, right? Mm -hmm. So if I think a person is difficult or unreasonable and I always approach them that way, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm going to get is difficult and unreasonable. It all begins in our minds with how we interpret and perceive. And that's such a good point, because that is true. If we are perceiving that, that's what's going to most likely show up in our interaction and the ability to turn back to ourselves. And again, I want to go back to the beginning when you found that little girl who needed some reassurance that once I went back and you used the word loving, which is meaningful to me. Um, to be able to shift and and put that towards myself. And then I could feel the change. And, and mm. so I know things have shifted energetically with that. Yeah. And I love, I love the idea. And you just said it, what you did was you went to a place that was loving for yourself. Right. Because, because we're the ones creating the frustration and the irritation within ourselves. So if I want to feel love, acceptance, appreciation, I get to give it to me. <laughs> exactly. It's, and that to me is the bottom line of what we're talking about. It is self-love, self-compassion. That's where self-approval is. Exactly. Exactly. That was, thank you so much. That was beautiful. I hope that's something that our listeners can use. It's a very simple process. Would you mind repeating those steps? So if someone goes off, they can just have some simple steps to remember. Sure. So first thing is to bring to mind a situation that feels frustrating, irritating, whatever that, that sort of contracted feeling is. And just allow yourself to be quiet and comfortable close your eyes and play it out like it's a movie. You're watching yourself and sometimes just observing ourselves and how we're behaving in a certain situation will shift things for us. Mm -hmm. Just watch and observe yourself and notice what's happening in your body, where, what you feel and where you feel it. Mm -hmm. Because typically what you'll find is frustration shows up in the same way for you. There's a particular sort of recipe for frustration in your body. Mm -hmm. So notice what you feel and how you feel it. And then allow yourself to shake that off and to go back into the, to visualizing back into that quiet space and watch that movie again. And this time, allow it to play out in the way you'd like it to play out. What does that mean for you? What feels more loving? What feels kinder? And what feels better? Mm -hmm. Um, And notice how that shows up in your body. Because it is only the perception of what's happening that makes you feel frustrated or loving. And then you can use that that loving memory that you just created, in a sense, in interactions with people, right? How do I want to show up going forward? Because the unconscious isn't aware of time or space. So what we just did altered what went on in my brain and in with, within my body. And I just want to caveat because years ago, somebody said to me, I can't visualize. So I would just say, think it, imagine you're watching something on a movie, you don't have to see it. Even if you're just thinking about how it plays through, it it, it all still works. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 
because I do so many meditations, I, I became really aware years ago that that's our language, but may not be their primary way of seeing. So I, I really love that, Elaine. Thank you. I think one of the things I'm interested in is who are your favorite clients on, and how do you work if someone wanted to have some sessions or a session with you? Yeah. So my favorite clients are typically women 45 and up. They are midlife women. And for me, because <laughs> I'm beyond way beyond 45, um, I think midlife just goes from 45 till the day we die because we're always evolving <laughs> like and changing. <laughs> so, so if you're 45 or over, okay. um, typically I, I work primarily with women and I work with women who are really ready to reclaim their lives for themselves. Oftentimes divorce, mm. um, empty nesting, Mm-hmm. shifting in jobs, maybe job loss, or maybe they're ready to retire and are okay. not sure what they want to retire to, how they want their life to unfold. Um, and it's never too late to start. Absolutely. So, so yeah, really women who are perhaps in transition, but looking for that greater sense of self, they know it's there and they're looking for help finding it. I think that was a nice, clear description. So tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, you can find me on my website, which is elaineblaze.com. And that's B-L-A-I-S. Um, and I have a Facebook group that I am a community that I'm creating called a difficult woman collective. And I am mostly on Instagram, on Facebook at Elaine Blaze Coaching. And you can always email me, Elaine at ElaineBlaze.com. Very simple. Oh, that's perfect. Elaine, thank you so very much. I think that you've given a really good strategy for women and hope for people going through transition. And I love that you have a group where people can interact. And thank you for just being you. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Bonnie. It was wonderful to do this with you. Thank you for listening to Owning Our Sensitivity podcast. I hope they uplift and inspire you. And please feel free to share them with anyone you think would benefit from listening. Any links mentioned during the podcast will be in the show notes below. And please feel free to check out the virtual spa, a wonderful place to decrease overwhelm and stress and be nurtured and uplifted. If you are looking for community with other like-minded women, I invite you to look at our White Lioness Circles, a safe place for us to share, support, be recognized and honored. And I invite you to look at Owning Our Sensitivity and see what other products and services are available. And of course, I love to hear from you. Please feel free to email me.